0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e DD adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and round the table we have Malamara, Lance Thalen. and Fleeple. And Maud! But for real, Muds in the party right now, and we're all in Candlekeep. And last we left off, Lance had been going about through his month-long stay here at Candlekeep with some interaction. We'll probably get into some of the interaction of amongst our players here, or rather our characters, finding something mysterious and magical about the book that he's been holding on for Malamara. So we focused on Lance quite a bit last time. Now this week, We'll focus on. Let's I'd like to begin with you, Mal. Having knowing a little bit of what you'd like to do here, I think it's more thematically appropriate. So, Mal. Like I said, we're kind of doing a bunch of jump cuts here. We've already been through Lance's entire month when it comes to overarching and general research. But Mal, you are not welcome inside the library itself. You are in the tavern. And you are Kind of chilling. You're, you're exploring, you're doing some introspection, you've recently deepened your pact with Air 2. And there are some things that you'd like to do. So, what are those?
1: After being in communication with Air 2 and kind of being heightened to this higher status, and having that shift within her, realizing that she might actually want this power to continue on with her road of vengeance. She begins to ask around in the tavern and the quote unquote marketplace outside of the the library proper, not outside of Candlekeep Library, but outside where she probably can't go, trying to find a artisan or somebody who maybe restores books or creates books and solicit some business from them.
0: All right. Let me go and just do some rolling here, because they there is going to be somebody here that can assist you. But what type of person and what type of business could definitely drastically change depending on what I roll? How did I not pull a d8 out? I pulled out thirty-one dice, <laughs> and none of them are a d8. So pretty soon um after your month-long adventure a month-long rest i should say has begun um you find yourself pretty bored in the tavern itself and you dodge the barkeep numerous times uh from having dull and droll like conversation uh you know where a conversation trolls on um you find yourself skirting around and there are lots of rooms in the upper floors but there are a lot of patrons that come through here. About every few days, there seems to be a new set of patrons who come here to the library, who are on a mission, who get certain things, certain items. And one of them, uh, you you keep your eye out on anybody who seems like they may be a merchant, may have some skill, or possibly even some, (sighs) some connections. And sure enough, on the third day you find uh there's an individual who comes in bright blonde hair gleaming teeth blue eyes has a cloak with a hood the hood is down and they come in just smiling teeth wide very the movie el enchanted what's the prince's name uh, very like him though the james marsden character where he's constantly like smiling and he is just looking around And you start chatting with him. And not only does he introduce himself as Bartimus, you you start to converse with him. And as you start to converse with him, the smile starts to fade into a more natural stance, a more natural face. And basically, after talking a little bit about your past, a little bit of your history, he starts to open up about how He's got some connections. He has some idea of where he may be able to help you, but he he needs a little bit more information. So he asks you point blank, Now, what sort of need have you with books? I mean, I can get books for sure, but it doesn't sound like that's exactly what you need.
1: Bartimus, I am in the market for someone who can create a book for me. I have this idea in my head and I, it's not fully formed yet. I feel like I need a couple of maybe days or, or sketches to like try and figure out exactly this book that I want, but I, I need somebody who works in leather, who works with gold bindings that can create a blank journal for me, but I want the outside to be very specific. Do you know of anybody who creates or do you create the books, or do you just acquire them?
0: Haha. <laughs> I have been known to acquire many books, and some of them has have been rumored to have disappeared through the ages. And with that, he psych like, looks at you he kind of does does one of those sidelong glances where he's not looking at you, but he looks at you sideways with his eyebrows raised. If you catch what I mean.
1: Artemis, I don't think that I do.
0: <laughs> oh. Um, let's, uh, okay, let's say, say it a different way. Uh, perhaps there's a noble who really needs this book, but it is impossible to find. And he's gone into his character again. It's impossible to find. I am the one who can, and he lifts his uh, fingers just ever so slightly and uh, quotes them. Find. Such a book for them. They are immensely pleased. They are also none the wiser. And he looks at you again, raising eyebrows. Sidelong glance.
1: Mal being a little oblivious to the social cue. Kind of looks back at him the same way out the side of her eye. No, I'm still sorry.
0: See, he comes in real close and he breaks his voice and he goes, forgeries, dang it, forgeries. I can oh, get forgeries oh. of books.
1: Ye- and she'll like wink at him. Yes.
0: The, the subtext is gone. You don't need to wink anymore. All right. Like, we're subtext. just basically speaking about this in the
2: open.
1: <laughs> Do you have any products? I could see something maybe that you've made to see if our needs are Compatible. I have coin to pay if you can prove that you're up to...
2: Oh, well, if you have coin
0: to pay, I can get the item for you. And with that, he does a slow wink. Just if you were to describe in detail the book that you would need. Describe the
1: characteristics and as much detail as you would be willing. Human social cues are not a half works strong point. So she looks at him and goes, and how long are you staying here? And winks at him.
0: Um, I'm very flattered, but I am a taken man. Um, <laughs> I, uh, if y- I, I will say, for business I can be here as long as I need. This is the worst. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mal a little confused at why he would say it like that. Mal leans in close and goes, so you're staying for a couple of days?
0: You are inches away from each other. And he's like, yes, I'm staying for a few days. I can get, it. I just need the details of the project and I can, I can get my, my guys working on it. Um, but it's going to cost a substantial amount of money depending on the detail you need.
1: Oh, got it, got it, got I it. Because I would
0: never steal from Candlekeep
1: well, if you can produce some work for me to see, I will um, get to sketching and get to thinking with the old noodle, points to her points to her head, and, and I'll see what I can do about that. And she just internally kind of shakes her head and goes, man, I'm so bad at this.
0: <laughs> I will be back tomorrow with some samples if you and you be ready for any specifics that you might have. And, uh, I mean, due to the magic of storytelling, we can literally jump cut to that moment if you'd like. Is this guy's facade
3: a bad Christopher Walken? (laughs) I don't know what you want. You're not there to roll an insight check. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be here a couple days. (laughs) Up to you, Mel.
1: Story-wise, she needs to be able to do something that night before she's ready to talk to him the next day,
0: if that makes sense. Perfect. We'll jump to Fleeple then and start working on some of Fleeple's stuff here.
1: Fleeple,
3: haha, my
0: winged cobalt friend. Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, the
3: accents are coming tonight.
0: <laughs> no, you do not
3: need to use that accent, Fleeple. I beg of you. Okay. <laughs> you can. You absolutely can. Do an Irish Tommy Wingzo. Go. I'm just trying
4: to think of what an Irish Tommy Wingzo would even sound like
3: I don't know because apparently
0: an American Tommy Wingzo sounds somewhat Russian or um, Bulgarian uh, regardless Fleeple. yes you have a couple you have a few things that you need done as well um mud is pretty much when he's not holding Malamar's hand he is like right by your side uncomfortably so like. This poor kobold knows that he doesn't have he, he doesn't have enough teeth to survive without someone helping him with this food, and that's kind of transferred into like other aspects of his survival and possibly die almost dying in the underground library. So he's he's your buddy for the time being.
5: Mad, my friend. Perhaps could you like to get some tinctures?
2: perhaps <laughs> 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 Oh
5: my God!
2: That that's pretty good.
0: That's pretty good.
4: Pretty good, you say? I was about to say the opposite of that. I mean,
3: it sounds kind of Irish, and kind and definitely like Wing So. Oh boy! I think, <laughs> I think if Tommy Wizo tried to be it. Irish, shop that's how it would sound.
4: Who oh boy? In any case, uh, I'm gonna ask Mud if he wants me to like buy him some dentures or something because I have I have money. I can help him out. Oh, really?
2: You would do that for me?
5: Yes, I've got... uh, This adventuring life is quite lucrative the longer you stick around with it, it turns out.
2: Goodness gracious! What have I been doing with my life? I've just been sacrificing myself for this clan,
5: and I could be being filthy rich by hooking up with some non-cobalt people. Exactly. But in the meantime, since you don't have money and I do, I mean, there's got to be someone here who understands something about, you know, teeth. We could go to, like, a, a physiology section or something.
2: Oh, sure. That'd be wonderful. Thank you.
4: So, yeah, in the physiology section, like to see if I can commission some dentures for mud. And also, here's what else I'm going to do. So when uh, I switched from the old kobold to the new kobold, the old kobold got a plus two dexterity and a minus two strength. Whereas the new kobold, you get to choose a plus two and a plus one and whatever you want. So I'm going to keep the t- plus two in dexterity. I'm going to get rid of the minus two in strength and add one to charisma to reflect the fact that I am getting. I'm starting a workout regimen. <laughs> I am going to build up the strength in my wings so that I can learn how to fly a little bit better. And uh, hopefully increase my flying speed above 15, maybe a little bit, depending on how generous the DM is feeling.
0: Well, and you know what? Um, In downtime, there's also a discussion about training and how you can really just devote yourself to a skill. And with the DM's discretion, we haven't necessarily gone about this. Get ready for a mini crunch squad, pow, pow, pow. With the DM's discretion and with resources and money and time, players and characters are able to become trained in untrained skills that they maybe not wouldn't normally be able to or learn um additional skills or increase ability scores due to just training and expense it's another i think creative way to use money especially when you get to higher levels and magic items depending on the world may not be as accessible to buy you have to go find them rather Um, money can feel kind of like this well what do I do with my thousands and thousands of gold especially when you turn like level 12 or 13 so I think that's a very worthwhile amount of time Fleeple, if you want to raise your flight speed from 15 Mm -hmm. and you're constantly like just trying your wings out um, with time and resources um, which resources you have a plenty at candle keep here um, and time we have a month, so I think that's within the realm of increasing your flight speed. It'll just be a matter of how much. We'll have to find out.
4: Yeah, I'll just find me the swollest wizard that I can. Hopefully, maybe an arakocra wizard or something who actually has wings. Ah. So that's... I'm just gonna find the most ripped, most muscle-bound bird man that I can find, and uh, yeah. Gonna find myself a rage mage, and together we're going to increase my flight speed.
3: Rage mage is—that's a good term. I love that. It's an awesome band name, and I call it. Rage mage. Cool. This is like this is like that meme. A while ago, I sent a meme to Thomas where it said, if your druid was a barbarian, and it shows this bird, but like with swole arms flying, and it's like, (laughs) he like swells every time he does it. That's what Fleable's becoming with his wings.
4: So, yeah, the two things I'm getting done here in the physiology section, so I guess question, how much do I need to pay to the nearest dentist to get some dentures for mud, and how much do I need to pay to my new personal trainer to increase my flying speed? I just
0: want to give you an inspiration net for giving up of your resources to help a new friend need mud so oh, take you. an inspiration die if you didn't already have
4: one we're bringing microtransactions back into the game look at that no
2: i am not ea sports <laughs> loot box we got a loot box
3: <laughs> it's also because M- mickey and jacob are just trying to find deceiving like ways of going behind each other's back and that's just like I want to give teeth to someone who doesn't.
0: Yeah, baby. So, a w- uh, mage um you ask for like the nearest dentist or transmutation wizard and uh, at the top of the stairs someone goes, "Did somebody call for a dentist?" and he slides down this like <laughs> s- uh, swirly banister <laughs> all hip and cool like and um, Yeah,
4: those who have listened to halloween pd on improv tabletop will be aware that thomas is the son of a dentist so his perception of dentists may be a little bit skewed
0: (laughs) and uh he comes down to the bottom and starts singing from little shop of horrors um, which i won't so we don't get copyright strikes. and uh he looks at mud's teeth and he goes oh my you got some bad juju in your mouth there little one In fact, you got hardly any juju in there. And (laughs) this guy, he goes, Well, it won't be easy, but I think I could get some teeth into your friend's mouth for a small fear.
5: And what kind of small fear are we talking about, my soul brother?
0: Hey, and he does the finger guns to you. And as he does the finger guns, literal, like, ribbons and sparks fly out of them. Hey, hey. Well, I'm thinking I could either do one of two things. I can literally transmute the teeth into his mouth directly. Or I can create dentures for him that he can put in and out. It just depends on which you'd like to do.
4: I will ask Mud what he prefers because the, the actual teeth would probably be a bit more stable. But if we just get him, if we fill his mouth with teeth, then goodness gracious, his adorable voice... Who knows what's going to happen to that? So uh, I'm going to leave that up to Mud.
0: <laughs> you mean leave it up to the DM to decide which one?
4: <laughs> well, I certainly would like to
2: eat. I just, I just want to eat some food, and I'll have to dribble it in my mouth. And so, you know, I don't need the teeth directly implanted into my bone.
0: I didn't think I would ever be role playing um, a dentist visit in a D and D session before um he says dentures are fine
4: all right i'm gonna buy some dentures for my pal mud
0: (laughs) okay let me just take some measurements and as he does he does like uh the salt guy the salt meme uh online and um as he like sprinkles his fingers together a literal like tape measure just starts being pulled out like magically and starts wrapping around mud's mouth and just starts taking these measurements And he goes, all right, no problem. Now, this is going to be a little bit more expensive as cobalt teeth are a little bit razor sharp. But you two are so cute, I think I could give you a little bit of a discount. How about 325 gold pieces
4: full of dentures? Perfect. I reach into my surprisingly full bag of gold, pull out approximately maybe like a sixth of the gold that I have in there and
5: hand it over.
0: Oh, how much gold you got in there,
5: buddy? I'm an adventurer. You'd be surprised.
0: Oh, shoot. I should have gone for full press. Oh, well, 325 it is. And then shortly thereafter, uh, Mud has dentures that he can put in his teeth. And they perfectly fit around the three teeth he already has that are barely hanging on. And so he just kind of like locks it in place and they like and they slide in. And he added this magical paste to where every time it touches his gums, um, it'll lock in. And then every time he like tries to pull them out, they will loosely come out. So they aren't like being ripped out. They're not going to be knocked out necessarily unless dispel magic is cast. But yeah,
2: he has his own denture laden teeth. And he goes, Gee, I wonder what I'm going to sound like without this, this, this lisp. And he puts it in and goes, Oh, wow, yeah, pretty normal, I guess.
3: Just no list.
2: Just no lisp. <laughs> Just
3: no lisp. Oh. There you go.
5: I even sound a little like that Quilliam guy. You know, I, I wasn't going to say it last episode, but somebody already did, so... No, the geeky man.
4: Okay, so it looks like we're done with the dentist. Let me go find my rage mage and pay to fly. <laughs> pay to fly. You really...
0: You really make it where I want to give these... Th- oh, freaking microtransactions. Well, for our rich adventurers, Fleeful, go ahead and just roll me a investigation check, but it can be charisma-based if you'd like it to be.
4: Ah, uh, yes, now that my charisma is a plus two instead of a plus one, that would be preferable.
1: Hey!
0: Do you have the highest
4: charisma in the group? Now he does. I've got a 14... Wow. Yep. Higher than our warlock. It's it's those wonderful muscles that I'm building up. Ha!
3: Swole!
4: Yeah, okay, so investigation based on charisma. You got this sport. Ooh, that's a thirteen.
0: Thirteen. It's a little difficult to get people's attention for some reason. It takes you a while and you go you walk around the physiology section and you know the runaround you get at like department stores where they're like oh sorry you're I, you, you're not supposed to talk to me you're supposed to talk to my manager and then you go to the manager and be like actually no it's the sales associates responsibility to return this res-. and then you go back and then you go back and forth back and forth that's unfortunately what you're being given right now and it takes you not days but a day before you come across a swole aracocra eagle nice and uh The eagle, he um, has these massive wings that are folded around him. As you walk up, he just has these wings um, wrapped around his entire body. He almost looks like a statue, but you can see the wings moving ever so slightly in the breeze. And he's just standing um, next to these books.
5: All right. Go waltz on up. Hey there, my friend. I am looking to get jacked out of my mind
0: as the, you say that the wings unfurl and his arms are just massive muscles and his, his body is just rippling with muscles. He um, he has the robes on, like everybody does in the, uh, all the workers in Candlekeep do, but underneath the robe, he has like some like shorts that he, uh, like he doesn't have like they don't go all the way to the ground. And so he has these shorts that cut off as his knees. And um, he's got his arms folded. And
2: he goes, so you want to get jacked?
5: Ever so much, my jorts wearing friend.
2: Well, let me tell you. It is no easy feat to get jacked when you have wings. Wings are difficult to strengthen. You can only do that in the air.
0: Three dimensional, brother.
5: Well, I've got time. So let's get to it.
0: All right. It won't be easy, but let's get to it. All right. So you start to train, and some '80s workout music goes on in the background, and you are going to start training with your wings. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of practice, and it's just going to come from repetition. But there are, you can supplement it with some research or just some knowledge of wings and like maybe uh, some uh reading up on how other people might describe flying or how other aarakocras and birds might describe flying to like kind of feel out the muscles and and to know what muscles to work um i will allow you if you want
4: um a medicine maybe yeah I, I, medicine's gonna be uh... some like anatomy fizz textbooks or something
0: yeah, I, I really like that. Um, it could be medicine, but it can be intelligence-based if you'd like.
4: Uh, my wisdom is much better than my intelligence, so I'm going to stick with that.
0: Certainly. You got Let's do this that sport then. Let's say 23. So you don't necessarily gain a lot of knowledge from the books itself, but you are able just to read, like, one or two lines from a book, and just, like, a general book about physiology, and, like, to your own experiences and kind of like feeling it out and like prodding it with your own talents, with your own fingers. And um, uh, and so as, as you do that, you're able to gather a little bit more information about the whole experience. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Um, and after a week, um, your flight speed uh, bumps up to 20 feet per round. There we go. If you'd like to keep going, there are other avenues we can go about this.
4: Yes, I just want to make sure that I have enough time to pursue my other things that I had in mind as well first Sure So first, I want to find whoever is in charge of like the org chart here at Candlekeep And put in a good word for my friend Quilliam, who's down in the lower sections of the library
3: gosh, stop being so nice
4: (laughs) Hey, we made a promise (laughs) to that terrible
3: Quill We did, you are 100% right and Fleeple is a man of Bahamut now. That's true.
4: Yeah, baby. That's true.
1: I still think we should yeah, commission, a mm.
3: commission a Commission a I think oh, we should try and yeah, get Quilliam. Quilliam.
0: So, you're trying to find the flow chart of, like, who to talk to to get... You know, where do you put in um, uh, employee uh, reports? Or what do you mean call it? What do you mean call it? Uh, Quarterly reviews for certain employees um, that you can put in there for Quillium. Just Google like a suggestion forms. box.
3: Yeah, a suggestion <laughs> box. A
0: Google there form. you go. Hey, that Quillium dude's pretty cool. <laughs> um, there is a pretty uh, structured hierarchy here, and unfortunately for you, the first person that you find on this particular errand is that punk uh, goth
5: kid that you um, that you talk to, and he goes, oh, "What do you want?" I wish to speak to somebody about an employee who has done an amazing job. And I'm going to wink. Wait, did you have wings before? Well, I did not. But that is beyond the point because there is a phenomenal employee here at Candlekeep who has been very, very helpful. And I want to put in some good words to the higher ups. And I'm going to give another very, very articulated wink.
0: He just stares at you for a bit. That's pretty metal, bro. Um, yeah, give me a second. Hold on. And he runs off, and uh, he runs literally, like, five feet to another worker and goes, Hey, this guy needs to talk to you. And he runs over, and he goes, All right, this is the
5: guy you need to talk to. And uh, and I throw up the horns, and I go, Metal, Platinum, baby.
0: As he's walking away, he does it, like, ever so softly, but he does it, like, a, a backhand metal thing, just, like,
3: by the hip, and goes, yeah just imagine during that 80s montage workout scene that both Fleeple and the the rage mage have like a shirt that just says like eat pray lift they're like let's go (laughs) 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 so uh this person comes up and goes
0: hi yes hello i am master reader um uh
5: how may i help you there is a worker who is sequestered pretty far down in the lower portions of the library who has gone above and beyond the call of duty in being very helpful to us, and I want to put in a good word for him.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, the lower portions? Are you speaking of, like, uh, the basement there? Uh, where,
5: the, where we keep, uh, like, new books that arrive? Ah, uh, the forbidden section, in fact. I beg your pardon? Yes, there's... His eyes get a little wide. There's this fireball trolley that takes you down to the forbidden section of the library, and there's this little quill, this animated quill named Quilliam, who is very, very good at his job, and I think might deserve a promotion. His eyes get real wide. You've been to the forgotten section? Ah, the forgotten section, not the forbidden section, yes. I went there, and I met this employee, and he was a delight, let me tell you.
0: There is a, a person...
2: Down in the forgotten section, still after a hundred years.
5: Uh, a quill, but a—who's to say whether a quill is a person or not, right? Oh. Oh my!
0: I basically had a heart attack. I thought you were saying we forgot somebody down there.
5: <laughs> oh well, you did. Oh. That's just the thing. He may not have a body of flesh and blood, but he has the soul of an artist. Ah. Oh well. Um.
0: Well, uh, what what has he done that is uh, fantastic then? His job. <laughs>
5: Yes, he did exactly everything that he was supposed he to do He did a very job.
1: poor job, actually. He's a very bad constable.
4: Yeah, I, I turn aside. I'm <laughs> like, except he forgot to ask us if we were taking any books out of <laughs> the forgotten section. But
3: he did a great job except for the whole exit
4: interview thing.
1: He let a mind flare in. He's yeah, little, like Captain <laughs> got
0: him. looks directly at the camera and in Ned's voice, except for allowing books to be taken
4: yeah, out. Yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> <coughs> But you know what, just a very personable individual, I think it would make a lot more sense for this queer to be in a place where he could be doing a little bit more customer interaction, as it were.
0: Well, well, uh, you say that he he did uh, his his job down there. I mean, uh, he let
5: you through, though, right? Yes? Ah, yes, after following all of the proper procedures and whatnot.
0: Okay. All right. All right. And the procedures were as, as as what?
5: Well, we gave him our blood so that he could make sure to track what was going on, and. Good heavens! All right. Well, you're the one who's in charge of like procedures and stuff. Shouldn't you be aware of this?
0: I I I only became a master reader uh, seventy years ago. I was not even aware that uh, we had things down in the forgotten section.
5: Yes, well if anything, maybe it's a good thing I've brought this to your attention so you can just be aware of what's going on in the library.
0: I think that's best, yes. Of course. It'd be good for somebody around here to be How did you even get to the Forgotten section is my qu- I have a lot of questions for you.
5: Ah, uh, yes, we we were speaking with Leosin and, you know, our Harper organization oh, the, kind of the, stuff. The, the dr-
0: crazy dragon man, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that guy.
5: Yes, told us all about the forgotten section. We we went down the fireball trolley. I shot a bunch of fire into it, and down we went.
0: Oh well, um, uh, 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 I suppose. I mean, I'll I'll put, I'll, I'll put it through the channels and see what happens. You said it was a quill. Yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yes. Of course. I mean, I, I. Yes. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do here. Uh, for, for this uh, quill creature.
4: Yes, very good. And uh, he sort of just walks off and is like, some blood? Okay, yeah, so now that that's taken care of, and apparently I've <laughs> thrown some wrenches into the logistical workings of this place.
0: The entire organization chart is going to have just this random offshoot to Forgotten section with a question mark Quillium? Mm
5: -hmm.
4: (laughs) Yeah, the, the only other big thing that I wanted to do, aside from continuing my awesome workout regimen is I would like to take a closer look at that book that I picked up in the religion section downstairs the Platinum Bound Book probably sit down with Mud he being a cleric of Bahamut presumably, and see what the two of us can figure out together, maybe just find some other general Bahamut knowledge books up here on the top as well of course.
0: Uh, you ask Mud, you just turn to him and ask him "Who's he's a cleric of, and he goes, A cleric? What's a... Cl-? Well,
5: he has his teeth in, sorry. A cleric? What's a cleric? Uh, a person who does magic in the name of a deity. A deity what? Uh, a very powerful individual, just like the person who found you and all the other kobolds and brought them to this place.
2: Oh, yeah, like when he touched me on the head and, like, uh, and, uh, my body got all cold and I passed out for, like, half a day. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. Um, gosh, I don't, I don't know much about that. I've just kind of, uh, been figuring things out as I go, trying to keep people alive.
5: Well, you've been doing a great job. Let's find out together. And I pull out that book, slam
4: it down onto the table... And uh, let's get to reading 80s montage, hitting the books.
2: (laughs) You got the touch.
0: Um, Eat, pray, read. (laughs) You get a couple of books, and although the books aren't the focal point of this, at least the modern books, the one you got down from the forgotten section of the library has something near the front that is um, calligraphied beautifully. It seems to be written in like almost platinum ink itself. It's shiny, the page actually has some weight to it. So there's like some metal here. And this page is quite long and it's called, the title at the very top says, Elegy for the First World. Hmm. I won't read it here because although the stands there, it is a pretty poem, pretty, pretty piece of work to read, it is quite long and it would probably take the rest of our episode. I will call out a few sections of it, though. There are stanzas that it's written in. Breathe, dragons. Sing of the first world. Forged out of chaos and painted with beauty. Sing of Bahamut, the platinum. Molding the shape of the mountains and rivers. Sing too of chromatic Tiamat. Painting all over the infinite canvas. Partnered, they woke in the darkness. Partnered, they labored in acts of creation. That's the beginning, and as it keeps going on, um, you read another stanza. Breathe, dragons, sing of the conquest, seeding the world with their legions of followers, each to their own habitation. Elves in their forests, and dwarves in their mountains, orcs in their caverns and canyons, goblins in badlands, and halflings in green fields, lizardfolk lurking in marches, humans throughout every part of creation. And then I'll just read the last one as well. Breathe, dragons. Sing of the first world. Scattered in infinite seedling realities. Sing of Bahamut and Tiamat, watching its sundering, mourning their labor. Sing too of Sardior, sundered, consciousness scattered in minuscule fragments. Breathe, dragons, you are inheritors, ruling the wreck of the first world's destruction. There are a total of eight stanzas in there. Um, For our listeners, you can actually go look that up as well. It's in one of the published works for Wizards of the Coast. It's uh, really cool. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That is the tone that is set throughout the book. It's not apocryphal. It's not scriptural necessarily, but that is a focal point of the book itself. And it does speak mostly of Bahamut. But... Um, how can one speak of Bahamut without speaking of Tiamat and I'll have you now roll a oh you're reading a book there doesn't need to be a roll for this because you're reading a book there's nothing hidden nope don't roll anything alright how can one speak of Bahamut without Tiamat for she too was the creator of the world the creator of the first world One cannot have creation without destruction. For you cannot create until you destroy. And how can one have good without the bad? For without bad there would be nothing to rise to goodness from. And it goes through this um, yin and yang of Bahamut and Tiamat. Until Tiamat rose to power. And decided to wreak havoc across all of the creations she had wrought with Bahamut. And Bahamut and his followers were forced to banish her to the Nine Hells. It speaks of Bahamut's sadness in doing so. For Tiamat was his partner in this creation, this beautiful world they created together. But that her ambition, her greed, and pride, and her viewing herself above all is what led to her downfall. Is there anything in particular you'd like to try and thumb through this book? I I assume you read it in its entirety, but for the sake of Ned, is there anything you were hoping to get from this
4: book or books? Hmm. I think perhaps I've already received it. will just thinking about the idea of push and pull, of consequence, of action and reaction, and the balance of, you might say, ruin and preservation. The idea that there's a reason, perhaps, why Tiamat was not destroyed by Bahamut and instead imprisoned. And thinking of my zealotry towards the other creatures being Tiathar, this desire to just destroy and eradicate that side of things, and suddenly kind of having this additional paradigm shift coming out of nowhere, this idea that maybe it's not to be eradicated, but rather to be controlled and tempered
0: you discuss this with mud
4: back and forth as a conversation mud's learning
0: himself recently having forsaken teathar or maybe not even realizing that he was doing so you actually turn to mud and treat him as one of your first converts to bahamut all already haven't been given godly power from bahamut but not quite knowing the reasoning behind what they're doing you discuss and you teach You philosophize a little, and you come to this realization within yourself of the good cannot be good without the bad, and that it is our our lifelong, maybe even eternal, struggle to ensure that the good will always outweigh the bad. You just sit back in your chair and you just marvel for a bit. You just think, and you just have one of those moments where you just sit there and reflect
2: for
4: for a
0: time and just enjoy in the reflection.
4: And then my Apple Watch taps me on the wrist and tells me
5: it's time to stand up for a bit.
2: <laughs> it is time to work on
5: your wings. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Uh give if you, if you give me if you give me just a moment and I turn to Mud and I say Ours is going to be an interesting path to tread, trying to find the balance between all of this. But I'm glad that we're doing it together.
2: Hey, I have I have my whole life to thank for you, Jank. Uh, I mean, Flaypole, and it's because of you that I'm even alive. So, just I'll listen to whatever you have to say.
5: Well, here's what I have to say. We've had a very intense studying session here, and I'm going to grab some coins and pass them over to him and say, why don't you go find yourself a nice steak? Oh,
2: oh, 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 thank you. Thank you so much.
0: And he just hugs you and sobs upon your neck and um it just like falls down he's just, like the hug where he's hugging you but then he like starts to slide onto his knees and it's like
4: ah, and he just runs off back to the tower yeah before he runs off i'm like patting him on the back and looking at the rage mage and just holding up my finger like another couple of seconds
0: it, the rage mage just arms folded breathing like intently <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then i go uh, continue my workout Man, it is taking every ounce of self-control to not just quote every lyric of the touch.
0: <laughs> For anybody who's listened to our uh, Transformers uh, campaign on Improv tabletop, you'll know what we're talking about. Mal, we jump to an evening of rest. Probably the first evening after um, Lance have figured out he can cast Scorching Ray. And uh, it takes Lance a little bit longer to go to sleep than usual. But eventually, he starts to meditate. Mal, you said there's something you have to do at night. Was it while people were sleeping? Was it before
2: sleeping?
1: It's while Lance is meditating. Mal wants to wait until Lance is meditating. Really hits that REM meditation. And because she knows that... The book is not kept in the bag of holding. It is kept on his person. try to get the book and to look at the outside and study it, take notes or drawing or however she can to get the details of it and it in her brain, replace the book so that she could have an artist and make a copy of it.
0: All right. A little bit of deception going on here. Mal, for the sake of you being sneaky... I will have you roll a sneaky check, otherwise known as a stealth roll. We should just relabel all of our um, ability scores. So instead of athletics, it's a swole check. Swole check. Mm -hmm. Acrobatics, it's a tippy-toe check.
3: I was thinking when you mentioned that Parks and Rec where, like, what is it? Where Tom is talking about all the things he knows. He's like, what is it? (laughs) Cakes or big old cookies? Chicken Parmesan is chicken chicken par <laughs> <bar-bar>.
0: par. <laughs> chicken chicken par <bar-bar>. par. <laughs> zert,
3: Desserts or appetizers? Yep.
1: <laughs> that would be 18 sneakies.
0: 18 sneakies. That is above Lance's passive perception here. Fleeple, isn't your passive perception 18 though?
4: Mine is 17. Oh,
0: <gasps> ooh. I forgot because you had 19 in the book. That's right, that's right. So Mal, you detach yourself from Mud, who has nuzzled up against your side yet again, and you slowly, methodically, I'm talking like the times where you are late, like you're sneaking in from like getting home late to your house, and you purposely walk up the stairs uh, it takes you like 20 minutes to walk up the stairs because you don't want to make any noise to call your parents to come take a look at you. That might have given a drastic look into my high school life there, but um, you take that long to sneak across the room and grab the book. You are moving uh, inches like um, per minute to try and get the book. And, it's a
1: hunting background.
0: There you go. That's... You know what that's a much more concise and a more descriptive way of describing it so <clears throat> tapping into your hunting background you go over you slide the book out and you instantly feel <clears throat> this just connection with it and that's the connection that you felt from your patron here too the same connection that allowed you to speak abysmal you take the book. Are you going downstairs? Are you just staying in this room?
1: Oh, I will not move. I will not risk moving any more than I have to because she knows they could wake up at any time and sleeping only does so much. And so very much there and studying the outside, studying the texture to get it as close as she can and then replacing it.
0: You're repeating over to yourself the size of the book one thumb two thumb three thumb four thumb six thumbs tall you know four thumbs across you know wh- however many thumbs it might be um you feel in detail you're like trying to stretch the fabric even to where you're making sure you're getting the fabric um you feel and with dark vision, i mean you can see this all but just in black and white you see leafs of pages sticking out of the sides of the book almost like it's been haphazardly put in in some areas you note like how deep it is. You try to measure how thick the book it is, the buckle, what sort of buckle is being used here, everything that you could possibly think of. And you spend, what, an hour doing this, just going over the details in your brain, just getting it down to memory?
1: Sure. It's been several days since our battle down in the dungeon. So at the same time, she will also be communicating these images to Zaza, who is in now pseudo dragon form to just kind of have like a backup memory. That way it's not just what I remember, but also to have Zaza to have kind of that backup, even though Zaza is not over with me. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. So um, you use 10 gold pieces of incense to change Zaza into a pseudo dragon, right? Uh, so you mark that off and um, yeah, you're just having a second pair of a second mind, to bounce this stuff off of but you spend a good hour and your legs are real cramped and whether you're kneeling whether you're sitting down it's uncomfortable to do for an entire hour but you know your time is coming short you're just memorizing 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 and after that hour you slip the book back and you crawl back to your bed Again, taking a very long time, using those hunting skills to stalk back to your bed, you lay down, nuzzle back in, let mud nuzzle right into your side again, and you keep repeating to yourself some of those details before you drift off to sleep. Excellent. The next day, you sleep in, Mal, of course, and Lance, you wake up. Uh, Fleeple goes up. Fleeple's um, uh, got, got some training with the Rage Mage. Every day. <laughs> Don't skip leg day. Um, and Lance, you are going back into the library itself. A little bit shaken at this point, but you've got a, you've got a goal to do some of this investigation of air Two demonic packs because you need to figure out what's going on here you need to figure out what's happening and of course we already roleplayed some of this stuff previously but mal as you sleep in and you wake up mud is downstairs devouring a third steak for the day um and like just
2: oh my gosh this tastes incredible Okay,
0: so let's just end the innkeeper. I'm glad you like it. It's my own personal rub that I use. And you just skirting away from the innkeeper, of course. And you see the gorgeous, smiling man, who is not Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you, you go to him. So, I uh, happen to have a sample here. And with that, he has two books that he pushes to you. One of them is real, one of them is not. Of course, no one would be able to tell the difference, can you?
1: They look super great to Mal.
0: (laughs) They are great. Your
1: silence says it all.
0: Now, do you have the details I need? What type of material, what type of buckle...
1: Mal will have spent once Fleepel and Lancer out of the room, and she has taken her time to wake up. She wrote down every detail that she could think of, the way that the texture felt on the the leather, the gold clasp, any other thing that between her and Zaza they could remember. They she wrote down in very specific, de- as specific and detailed as you know she could. Uh, being a hunter, she would recognize certain things so that she really specified how the hide felt and such to be able to give to him. And as she hands over the paper, she verbalizes and clarifies some of the things that she has written down for him.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so very leathery, you'd say. And there's even some stitching across the book face. Very unique. And um, this hand... It's not gonna be easy to replicate. I think we can make do though. I think we can get it done. Something this intricate and this detailed though will not come cheap. And he tilts his head and does the side-eye thing again. And you just like, gosh, Mal, you're so bad at official cues. He seems expectant for some sort of answer though.
1: She side-eyes him and jingles one of her purses that has some coin in it and does this, the gesture to him, gestures to the bag, gestures back to him, <laughs> winks. Uh,
0: what sort of, um, uh, how much gold or how much money is in the bag that you're jingling?
1: Uh, this specific one will have...
0: Five copper pieces. <laughs>
1: That was kind of the idea that I was going with for just jingling it wouldn't sound like there was more maybe than he thought that there was. (laughs) Uh, So total probably between copper, silver, gold and platinum pieces, probably, let's say 300 gold pieces, but she just jingles it. But because there's a lot of copper and silver, it just sounds like a pretty weighty bag. (laughs)
0: I think that might get us started here. Now for the final price. I'm afraid I can't do something like this for less than a thousand gold pieces.
1: Mal thinks about it, thinks about what's in her possession, and she says, could you do it for 800? She pulls out a different bag and shakes that.
0: He cocks his eye as like a sign of respect, actually, like, ah, clever. Tell you what, if you give me 50% up front, we can make it a hundred gold pieces.
1: She does the side eye to him.
0: He does it back. You both are uncomfortably close to each other. Deal. Very good. I can't guarantee this will be done overnight, but if you're gonna be here for a while, I'm sure I can get it done before you leave.
1: I would appreciate that wink.
0: I already told you I'm a taken man, but I will take your 400 gold pieces.
1: (laughs) She'll open her bag so only she can see in and take out only 400. And as smooth as she thinks that she can, slides it across the table to him, like she's heard about in those stories.
0: Um, before it, you you are able to drag it across the table very much, he just laughs and he goes, "Ha ha ha!" And he goes over to shake your hand and we, and uh, grasp it. And he goes, "It's a pleasure seeing you again. How great it was for us to bump into each other like this." And he takes the four hundred gold pieces from your hand oh uh, well perhaps we should meet again uh, another time uh, I'll be uh, just a
1: few days yes yeah that's what we said right that a few days okay
0: terrific I will see you then and he sort of walks out and as he does he gives you this glance of like what are you doing like uh, I'm trying to obviously try <sighs> you just do not get it <laughs> um, and he walks out <sighs>
1: She sighs and just kind of like, man. Oof. I hope that works. And she goes back upstairs to bed.
0: Before you drift off to sleep. Why don't you just take it from him?
2: It is
1: yours.
2: You earned
1: it. Mal swats at the air next to her ear as if she is... Uh, swatting at a pestering insect
0: and as you drift off to sleep you just hear not growling but just his musing and as you drift off and just take a nap we're actually going to end this week's episode of i cast fireball
4: Oh boy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Still have a Mm -hmm. few more things to do here in camel key, but we're going to call it this week on that tension that I feel between this unspoken tension coming from Mal towards Lance with this over this book. And we will see how that resolves in a future episode here. But that's all we have on this week's episode of I cast fireball. Everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. All of you listeners out there, my players especially, but listeners, thank you for joining us so terribly much. Without you, we would not have the motivation and drive to keep doing what we do, telling these stories and trying to get the word out there to just that uh, storytelling can be fun while also not needing to be explicit. And we're just really grateful that you would support us. If you want to keep supporting us, please leave us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice, or you can go to our Ko-fi account and donate uh, any amount of money that you feel are, are able to, to help support us and push us along into bigger and greater things. We use that, not only that account, but also our email account, icastfireball2020 at gmail.com, to determine if we can do extra products or open something like a subscription-based service or like a Patreon for possibly future episodes or um, little miniatures that we might be creating or things like that. So feel free to reach out to us on one of those platforms there to let us know what you like, what you are doing, and um, just so that we can shout you out here on this podcast. Um, Before we sign off, we want to get uh, our word out there about our sister podcast, which we've talked about on this episode, Improv Tabletop, where Ned is the GM and he goes through many one-month adventures of the Fate Accelerated Tabletop system. He has a huge backlog of a year worth of campaigns there. All of them, uh, each month, like I said, is a different campaign. It's a ton of fun. Go take a look at. But if you are more into the ongoing campaign He has a wonderful Avatar Legends campaign going on as well with a new tabletop system that has just come out from Magpie Games. So go give it a check out and don't forget to leave them a five-star review. Don't forget to follow us on all of our um, social media uh, feeds. We've got Instagram, we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook as well, at ICastFireball20. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, and around the table we have Malamara. Lance Thalen and Flipple. Let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time.